Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. One of the things about mediation specifically, I think sometimes people come to it driven only by the thought that it's the lowest cost alternative. You mentioned what it's like for the children during the divorce and what it's like for everyone looking back on the divorce or things such as people with unpredictable schedules, ER doctors who really can't know when they're going to work until a day-to-day or week-to-week schedule. A mediation can handle all of these really sophisticated components. And I think sometimes what happens is that people with more complex sets of circumstances think that mediation is is just a lower cost alternative. And it misses picking up people who could really be great mediation candidates if we could get them educated on what it can really do. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator Lisa Kosky for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now, your host, Lisa Kosky. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Doing Divorce Different. I think this may be one of the most important episodes I've done because you know how passionate I am about mediation. And this episode is going to share with you when you can use mediation and all the things that are amazing about it. In fact, one of them I didn't even think of, and this is all I do. So it's so helpful and hopeful. And you know, I believe that mediation is a better way. It saves time and money and by golly, I think I would do it even if it costs more because you have integrity, you design your own divorce. I mean, I could go on and on, but I have an amazing guest. Her name is Megan Freed. She's an attorney. She's in Connecticut and Vermont, and she started out in finances as a litigator and now has her own law practice, and it's a big one. She also studied at Harvard Law School at their program on negotiation. She is one sharp cookie. She is a strong proponent of mediation, even though she does all the different kinds of divorces. And we'll talk about those too, because we do know that they are necessary sometimes. But I am telling you, if you have decided to divorce or are thinking about it, please look into mediation as an option. It's the best thing you can do for yourself and your kids. Stay tuned. You're going to love it. Welcome listeners. I'm so excited to have you get to know Megan Freed. She's an attorney who's here with me today, and I'm actually going to be getting to know Megan as all my listeners do. But what I do know, Megan, well, I know you're an amazing woman. I mean, you've got a lot, a lot of background You're an attorney like me. I sure am. Who's doing some alternative dispute things. We are, yes. 
So I can't wait to hear about that. But Megan, what I always like to start with is my guests always have these stories about how they got to where they are. How did you end up working in this area of law and then changing it a little bit to a more of a peaceful practice? Yeah. So I went to law school and before I went to law school, I had different jobs, but but most significantly in financial services. And the way I like to start that out is when I talk about the practice I had at the beginning of my career, and I bring you to what I do now, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. So I started doing financial litigation. So big numbers, big dollars, big companies. I did that for years. And then I went and represented one company, worked was the lawyer for one company. And that was great. I saw a lot of the United States. And um, and then we decided to open our own law firm. And that was with my, my partner, the Marcroft of Freed Marcroft is actually my wife. So we got married in 2012, which is when she graduated from law school. And I'd been practicing for a long time doing the like big litigation stuff. And we ended up deciding to open our own practice because we wanted a different sort of lifestyle really is, is what it came down to. I wanted to get off the road um, a little bit and or really spend my time on the road doing it for leisure and travel, not for fun. <laughs> yeah. And then what ended up happening as we started our practice is we discovered that what really resonated with us was the work that we were doing, helping individuals and families with family law matters. And the connection I would draw is I really liked big, sophisticated, complicated financial litigation. But the impact that it had to my clients, even though the number was huge, was proportionately smaller than the impact that what we do for people's lives in the divorce and family law context has on our clients' lives. And so we just felt like we really made a bigger difference, that it wasn't just intellectually interesting, but it was personally interesting. It was being the part of, instead of being part of a, a corporation's net gain or loss, we were part at, at its very finest expression of someone's transformation of their own life, right? Uh-huh. So that is why family law. Okay. So I love you already because <laughs> it's so interesting how this happens too, because I was just, I have a business coach that I work with mm. and, you know, I always have this goal, this financial goal. And I was doing these exercises and kind of meditating on things. And suddenly just a couple of days ago, it was like, whammo, that's not what's driving me. Mm. I, I, I'm not going to do my goals on the finances anymore. It's on how many people can I serve? So just like you, that is the thing. I mean, couldn't you just cry? The people that you can help, and especially when we can help them divorce a different way with kindness, designing their own divorce. Oh, I love that. I love that for the kids. I love it for their integrity. I love it for their future, for you know, becoming better people so they can have yes. better relationships. So you're speaking my language. I love, yeah, I love that you did that. So ever since then, you've been working in the world of family law. 
That's right. Uh, so we transitioned from more of a general civil practice in about 2014 over to just family law. And I'll, I'll actually, um, what you were saying, what you were saying about your business coach resonated with me on two fronts. The first is that our business coach that we started working with in 2014 was the first one that said, you got to pick one thing and you got to lean all the way in so that you can be the very best at this one thing, an inch wide, a mile deep instead of a mile right. wide. Right. right. So um, credit to the co- the good coaches out there for sure. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that one of the things that my wife, Kristen, and I realized, especially since we're married, is that when we were a smaller law firm and with just the two of us as lawyers, we couldn't serve as many people as we wanted to. And so that was also the motivation for growing our firm, right? Like you, um, financial goals and being able to take time off for the vacations you want. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they certainly help, but they only get you so far, right? It, re- it really has to become something bigger, a bigger personal mission of what you're trying to do. So yep. yeah. I and I, I so agree. And so you're growing your firm. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is I'm reaching more people through online courses which I love. I love that you do them. When I saw them on your website, I was like, oh, I've got, I'm, you're going to see me as enrolled in one. So that <laughs> it's a great tool. And the, the one is for Minnesota clients only. That's the divorce paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. And I love that my clients have that option. If for yeah. one, I don't have time to take on a new client or two, they want to spend a little bit less do it themselves a little bit more. So I'm able to impact more, but that parenting plan that I have goes all over the U S anyone can use that. So I'm so excited about that. And I'm excited because I want to help people. And I, and the kids are always kind of a driver for me. Let's do this the right way so that they can be resilient and do well through a divorce just because I've seen that and I've seen people fighting over them and it's so hard to keep your head on straight when you're going through a hard thing like divorce. So yeah, I love reaching out to more people. So your firm, is it huge? Is it a big, huge? It's, you know, I always, I get, I'm going to give you the Connecticut answer. It's big for family law only in Connecticut. There are about 20 of us total, about 10 of us are lawyers. So that's sort of the size of the firm, which is a little bit unusual where we are. It's certainly mm-hmm. on the bigger side for us. But yeah, that's that that's where we are right now. Okay. So tell me, so, you know, you talk about really, zo- z- you know, zooming in on what you're going to do. I only do mediations. I, I don't. Know, you're even more niched. I know I am, you know, spread a little bit on the parenting, co-parenting piece a little bit. Tell me about your firm in Connecticut. Are you doing divorces the regular way? Like sometimes, and because sometimes that is necessary where someone needs a good fight, some representation advice. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is a, this is a great question. It's something I love to talk about. So, so for us, we practice in Connecticut, there are three main modalities of divorce. There's like what you'd call the traditional litigated divorce, yep. which I like to break up into subparts because there are very different litigated divorces. There's the worst case scenario, War of the Roses, yep. right? Where we we can't reach any agreements outside of court. And then there's another, you know, litigated process where there are agreements being reached, but we're yep. 
outside of court. Um, but then we have collaborative law, which we also practice and is a great option for some people. And then we have our mediation practice. And the reason we practice all three is in order to be able to serve clients with, you know, whatever options are available to them. Um, in Connecticut, we don't have, uh, we don't have the version of mediation that is required, like in, in some states where you mm-hmm. go to mediation as part mm-hmm. of your litigated divorce. It's really an option and, and generally used as an approach to the divorce I- itself. And it takes two, right? So like a mediate, like a collaborative divorce, a mediation takes both people agreeing yes. to opt into it. And even though we often have clients who are interested in it themselves, if their spouse doesn't come around to it, you know, we just give them the best litigated divorce we can. That's where, you know, I kind of become that gatekeeper with my consultation, getting to know the clients, talking about, I, I work closely with the collaborative law group yeah. here too. And, um, you know, explaining that route, explaining, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be able to work together. You have to be honest and truthful so that if anyone's a little bit up front. <laughs> yes. yes. So, and you know, I have been so blessed because the people who have found me are amazing people who want to work together. Now they're not all like that. When I do some of my volunteer work or, you know, I'm at the counties, that's a little bit different. It's still the same though. And if you can explain to people how beneficial it is for the two of them to come up with an agreement together to design it themselves, they generally work a little bit harder than having someone else do it. But there's a big educational component to it. There really is. And I think one of the things about mediation specifically, and I don't know if you hear this too, I think sometimes people come to it driven only by the thought that it's the lowest cost alternative. And Although that can be true, it's not always true, right? Although Mm -hmm. that can be true, it misses some of the really amazing parts of mediation. You mentioned what it's like for the children during the divorce and what it's like for everyone looking back on the divorce. You mentioned that the control that the two parties retain Mm -hmm. rather than like putting it in front of a stranger and rolling the dice. Yes. Another thing though is the privacy of a mediation. Yes. And that and that we can deliver really, really sophisticated mediations with very complex financials. See, I'm going back to financials again, right? Yes. <laughs> really complex financials or really complicated um parenting structures like where where two parents live a, a sizable distance from each other. We've had some folks even international with international components mediate or things such as people with unpredictable schedules, ER doctors who really can't know when they're going to work until a day-to-day yeah. or week-to-week schedule. So mediation can handle all of these really sophisticated components. And I think sometimes what happens is that people with more complex sets of circumstances think that mediation is is just a lower cost alternative. And it, it misses picking up people who could really be great mediation candidates if we could get them educated on what it can yes. really do. Yeah, I agree. I so want, I thank you for saying that because I'm going to try to grab that clip and send it over the internet because 
That is so true. It's just, there's so many things about mediation that if people only knew, if they could understand that they actually could do it that way. And a lot of times they don't. So I just say, right. you know, ask, do a consultation, right. find out if it can work for you. Because truly, like you're saying, you can be creative in designing things how you want them. And I've had a lot of those tricky schedules, you know, whether it's nights or yes, with parents living apart. But if both the parents care about their kids and want to do what's right, it's amazing. It's, you know, it's so funny. I find so much satisfaction and people are like, how can you like doing divorces and mediation? But it's like, create, like you get to be creative and do a greater good and help people. And it's just so beautiful. I know. And I, I think what people, divorce gets a bad rap, right? It's sort of like, I, it's a thing. It's a thing that people try to avoid. And I always try to to draw a distinction between the different definitions of divorce. There's, there's a divorce, like the process of becoming unmarried, of leaving an unhappy relationship. Right. And then there's the thing itself, like the name we put on it, going through a divorce, I'm going to mediate my divorce, like the the process rather than the life change. And the life change can be incredibly transformative. Yes. Um, and I, I, I think that's, I think that that's really, yeah, it is, it yeah. is, it is an opportunity. And that's true for both, right? The leaning in spouse, um, the, the person who wants to stay in the relationship and the leaning out spouse, it's not just, it's not just transformative for the person that made the decision to end the marriage. It can be really transformative for the person who didn't decide it. And in fact, some of my, when I think back on Fried Marcroft's like, wow, this person just blew my mind with how their life unlocked, right? Often it's not the person whose decision it was, which is just like, it's just amazing. I know. And that is always a hard position to be in when you're the one who doesn't want to go. And I still, I mean, I applaud those couples who can go through and work through mediation because even though they don't want it, they know that if they're going to go through it, it's the best way to do it for their situation. Right. And this is about acknowledging the reality of what's happening, right? We often talk about um, how we can't control other people's decisions or actions or the world around us, but we're 100% in control of our responses to them. So I think what's so impressive about those folks is that they took a set of circumstances that they wouldn't have chosen it and they made their own decisions about who and how they were going to be in it. You're speaking my language. You can respond and not react. Right. Right. Yeah. That's such an amazing, that that's an amazing um, point that you're making. And it's, so it's part of what I do. It's, it's what I give my clients that they don't know they need. Right. So, you know, when they sign on with me, I'll send them a video about, you know, your mindset and the circumstances Mm. and the thoughts and the feelings behind it and how you can, you know, either act intentionally or be reactive because I want them to be prepared when they're coming in to the session. Um, So they get a little bit of that to maybe help them with future relationships and just a little bit of self-growth because that's another thing. 
I mean, and it sounds like you're coached. I mean, these are things I'm a lifelong learner and everything I learn, I want people to suffer less even through divorce. So whatever I can do to get their mindset right, you know, like you said, and Megan, don't you almost wish as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be fun to contact people from years ago that you knew didn't want the divorce because so many of them go, oh, I'm so glad I did it. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. As it turns out, I wasn't happy. Right. And that doesn't always, we we're not always still working with them when they figure that out. Sometimes it's way, you know, it's further down the line, but for sure. I, I, I think that that's so true. And I, I think another thing that can be really powerful about mediation is that when someone feels out of control, right. And they've, they're working on, um, responding, not reacting. I love that by the way. And I think mediation is a way to regain some control, not just about outcomes, right? How our parenting plan gets structured, how property gets divided, but also on timeline, right? How long this takes, what we do in between sessions. I I think when people are feeling a loss of control in so many parts of their lives, we can give it back through mediation and collaborative law in ways that we simply can't when we are relying on a court, not just to make decisions, but to set dates. We're we're, we're relying on your spouse's counsel to respond or, you know, they're just, as you add more actors into it, there are more people making their own decisions. And if you can tighten it up, um, with mediation and, and hold that space for each other, you can really make, make progress aligned with your goals, whether that's speed or whether that's timing or, you know, I mean that people have a lot of different approaches, but like you say, we design it for the two of you. Okay. I told you I was going to learn something. This is so interesting. This is all I do. It's all I talk about. I'm passionate about it. I never saw that benefit. I never thought of that benefit. So that's coming down. But that, I mean, that is so true. They are in control. We set up the meeting. Such an amazing point. Okay. I have have to ask you one more question because it's just like sitting in in my head. What is it like to be in a law practice with your spouse? Oh, oh, remember, it's divorce law practice with yourself. Oh, right. Right. It's it's great. It is, you know, I worked for 10, 15 years of my career without being in a partnership with my spouse. And now I can't imagine what that was like. I mean, all of the things that are momentous, both on the good side and the bad side, we share. Yeah. Even little things like and I'm not saying it's for everyone, right? But even little things like, have you ever had the experience of trying to explain your day to someone who wasn't there? Megan, that's all I'm I'm thinking of is my husband and we've been married 31 years. We're like grandparents and he's got a big job and I think my thing's big and we we, support each other. We want to be there for each other, but I'm not going to understand. I, I mean, he starts talking about things that are going over my head and he's looking like a deer in headlights. And I can only imagine how wonderful that 
that can be. And so I'm hoping that when he retires, I can get him to do a little bit with, <laughs> with love him. it. Right. No, it's just, it's so wonderful. Like, I, you know, you don't have that, gosh, where do I start feeling the, the flip side of it, of course, is that you have to like, oh, okay. Right. We have to, we have to transition into after work from during work. Last night I made the mistake. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> I got excited because there was a phone call that was, you know, from someone that I was interested in because I think he can help our clients. And so my phone rang and it was like, oh my gosh, probably 7.30 and we had been a longer day and oh, Christian just yelled eight. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> eight. And he called at eight and I picked up the phone all excited that he called and she's like, Megan, yeah, this this can wait until tomorrow. So that's the other piece of it. I need to follow my own advice. Yeah, I so agree. And that is, I mean, I will, I have a problem with answering clients at any time of the day and I can't help it. I love my work, right? I just, I'm so into it. I want to be into it. I don't ever really want to be disconnected, but you are absolutely right. You know, we do need to at right. some point for our little brains to relax and to, you know, spend some time not thinking about it. So that would be something I would have huge issues with if I worked with him. I'd be so darn excited. I wouldn't stop. Laughing. <laughs> you know, now at least we have that. He doesn't really know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> Hey friends, you may have heard me mention my swan analogy, how mediation is a lot like a swan gliding on a lake, not necessarily happy, not necessarily sad, but content, calm, and peaceful. I especially want this for my parents. And in custody cases involving alcohol, it can be very difficult to find peace of mind if you're fearful your child's safety is in jeopardy. Soberlink helps ease these concerns and improve child safety, which is why I recommend it to all my clients who raise concerns over a co-parent's alcohol misuse. Soberlink has remote alcohol monitoring technology, allowing parents to receive real-time alerts multiple times a day, ensuring the child is with a sober parent. Similar to mediation, Soberlink is time and cost-effective and worth every penny knowing your child is safe. To begin receiving real-time alerts that your child is safe, and to receive $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com different. So Megan, if people want to get a hold of you or find you, where can they? Yes. So we are basically everywhere except TikTok because it still scares us too much. I tried actually done a couple. We I want to be brave enough, but we so but so far everywhere else it's Freed F-R-E-E-D like my last name and Marcroft M-A-R-C-R-O F is in Frank T is in Tom dot com. That's my wife's last name. All right. And we will have that information in our show notes too if listeners need that. So Megan, it has been delightful to get to know you. I appreciate your time so much. I appreciate everything you shared and all that I learned. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. And I can't, I can't wait to learn more from you because I think that we have a thing now. 
Yeah, I think that we do. So now we have a connection. So maybe we'll even have you back. I love it. Thank you so much. Take care, Megan. Bye-bye. just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses and sign up for the parenting plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.